when you work in sort of live television, all around you is chaos. Not chaos, it's organised chaos. But it's incredibly busy. Everyone has their role to do. There, there is no stillness and you need to sort of find your stillness and root yourself, like, you know, before you go live and speak to millions of people and I'm being talked to in my ear by a gallery of people (laughs) and so there's lots to think about so I find that for me I can center myself if if I just take a moment and I just sort of and I do focus on the breathing just before we go live and as I'm walking to the studio floor and for me it's sort of it just helps calm the entire system and it makes you feel in control so that you are you're controlling the adrenaline Well, if you are a fan of Saturday night television, you will definitely recognise that as the voice of the lovely Strictly presenter, Tess Daly. She has been hosting the show for 18 years, and now she's sharing her four simple steps to a happier, healthier you. Unfortunately, wearing sequins isn't one of them. Well, I'm Liz Earle, and this is the Liz Earle Wellbeing Show, the podcast helping us all to have a better second half. And I'm here with a mission to explore ways for us all to thrive in later life by investing in our health and our well-being today. And actually, when it comes to it, Tess has been co-hosting Strictly Come Dancing, first alongside Bruce Forsyth, of course, and now with the lovely Claudia Winkleman since 2004. And she always brings the most sparkling energy to the show. So how does she do it? Well, in her new book, Four Steps to a Happier, Healthier You, she explores the four non-negotiable pillars that keep her own wellness in check. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Tess, a warm, warm welcome to the podcast. Now, you've been a model, an actress and a presenter since your teens. So... You know, being conscious of your your physical, your mental health, is this something that's always been important to you or have you kind of been nudged into appreciating how important it is to to stay healthy and happy? Do you know what? Wellbeing has been sort of a passion of mine for as long as I can remember, really, because I suppose more it it accelerated more when I became a parent because suddenly you realise when you've got these little people who are dependent on you 100%, Mm. you have to be, you know... you can't get sick. There isn't a day. There's no such thing as a day off or a sick day as a parent. And so you sort of realise that people in our lives need us. You know, they really do. I think, mm. you know, I've, my my greatest role really is, is as a caregiver, as a nurturer to those people that I love in my life. And so well-being is just, you know, it's it's sort of, it's important for me to look after myself so I can look after everybody else in my life. Who needs me? I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in the intro, your, your, your beautiful book, you, you pick up on four key areas of wellness in it. 
eating, sleeping, breathing and moving. And I really would like to touch on all of those pillars with you. Which of those pillars would you say is the most important to you? And, and what do you do to kind of stay on top of all of that? Because obviously you have pressure, you know, you're, you're in the public eye. Yeah, I mean, the, the book is about sort of my fundamental principles of well-being, how they work for me. And these are my sort of four pillars that have stood me in good stead, if you like, over the years of working in the industries that I worked in. I started life as uh, in fashion, as a fashion model, and then mm-hmm. I got into television 12 years later, I think. So I started working when I was 17 years old. So the the, the four pillars, of, you know, I realised that were most important in my life, sort of keeping me physically and mentally fit, were nutrition. I've always been interested in nutrition, particularly working in the fashion industry. I mean, we can go into them in more depth if you like, so as we chat about each each of the four pillars. Yeah. But nutrition is very important to me because I truly believe that you are what you eat, and I'm fascinated by food's power to sort of make you healthy or not. You know, what we eat really affects how we feel, not just how we look, but yes. how we feel. And yeah, um, then there's movement because I think, Staying flexible, staying fit is so important, especially as we get older. Movement, for me, it's working out with the trainer maybe a couple of times a week or if I can't get to him or if I can't get to the gym, then I'll just do a stretch at home. I'll get my band out of the cupboard, you know, my sort of flex band and put it over my foot and stretch my legs out or do a little online yoga class for 10 minutes in the morning just to sort of, for me, that helps my flexibility, it helps my mood. It just makes me feel better, mm. uh, more fit, sort of more capable to embrace my day, if you like, and everything that it entails. And breath. I think breathing is something, obviously we all do it, but I think it's something that we, our mood affects how we breathe. For example, if we're stressed, we, we, we sort of breathe more shallowly or more quickly and we don't take deep breaths enough. We don't sort of breathe. I, I know I'm guilty of breathing from my chest rather from my stomach, or I was until I sort of spoke to the experts because I've got Mm. I'm really interested in breath uh, as a tool to calm us Mm -hmm. put us in the moment I'm someone who's struggled with meditation I'm still on that road still trying to get you know I really I try I find it very difficult to still those thoughts as we all do those racing thoughts so hard I do lists I I call it the monkey brain exactly I've got a little monkey jumping around in my head going yes but this and that and I I agree with you I think meditation is hard to get into and you know I sometimes try it and don't do it so well and I feel I've failed well actually breath you're Mm -hmm. you're quite right you know we can all slow our breathing can't we it's a really simple yeah and conscious breathing when you sort of count your breaths so from what where it really works for me as a quick fix to put you in the moment in a sort of meditative state and to calm any stress or anxiety you may be feeling about a certain thing your day whatever it may be just sort of consciously breathing it's such a game changer even just sort of count in breathe in for a count of five then breathe out and make that breath out last a little bit longer if you can and repeat that five times sort of counting five on the in and then counting sort of a little bit longer on the out breath it it's amazing it's transformative to how you feel in that moment it really does sort of calm everything yeah calms your entire system your mind and you know it's yeah it's a real game changer and and lovely that it's it's free and it's easy and we can and we can all do it exactly (laughs) and we can do it just to sort of change ourselves for the better Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those small steps that then put with others you know collectively they become quite transformative to how you feel And sleep. Sleep, I just think sleep is everything, isn't it? You know, we can't function without it. 
a lack of it is torture, I think. Having been on that side, you know, as a mother to newborns and then, you know, we at certain times in our lives, our sleep is not what it should be. And it's just so important is that we get adequate sleep yeah. so that, you know, it affects everything, doesn't it? How we feel, our mood, our regulation, our hormones, you know, lack of sleep increases all those nasty stress hormones, cortisol and all those things that spike. So, yeah, I think I think achieving a good night's sleep is just vital mm. for our well-being. Well, you, you cover all of those four pillars. Let's let's dive into food and eating. And mm-hmm. you mentioned that you started out in the fashion industry as a model sort of back in the 90s. Yeah. You know, our food then was was very different. You know, we didn't even talk about superfoods. We weren't making green smoothies. What Looking back, what were you eating kind of back then compared to now? What's changed for you? Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I sort of, in my late teens I stopped eating red meat just because I never enjoyed it so I was mostly plant-based I had a sort of mostly plant-based diet at that time but that said I'm northern so you know white bread (laughs) and mashed potatoes (laughs) potatoes with every meal was very much a part of my life Um, but I started traveling the world from the age of sort of 17 18 and lived all over the world and I remember I lived in the States in New York for about five years. And that was an eye-opener because there everything was a lot healthier. People were a lot more conscious about what they ate. I suppose as well, because if you're not conscious over there about what you eat, you're, you know, you're going to consume a lot more chemicals, food additives, food colourings. Sure. The types of which have been banned here for years are not still yeah, in the States. Staggering. So I think people tend to, and there was a lot of obesity on the news over there, so people tended to be sort of quite healthy in that you know there were more juice bars in America I came back to England and I there were no juice bars in the 90s you know what I mean so it was quite different but I was working in the fashion industry and there you can imagine that there there's an awful lot of pressure to maintain a certain weight yes as a model and for me I came like I say a very northern pragmatic down-to-earth upbringing where it's three meals a day. Uh, there's no other way. And I was very sort of. I, I didn't. I didn't ever want to get sucked into that sort of into that cycle of dieting because mm. for me, I, I, I had a lot of friends who had, and it seemed like it didn't lead to happiness. You know, it it, it seemed like it, I don't know. Deprivation is not going to make it's, you happy. It's not denying yourself yeah. something you want. It's not going to work, is it? You know, just feeling that you can't have something makes you automatically want it more. Makes you want it more. So it's not it's not achievable, is it? Long term. And I just thought, well, it, it, there has to be a better way because I can't diet. I really love my food. Um, I'm a real foodie. I enjoy food. I enjoy cooking food. You know, food is love to me. It's sharing something that you enjoy with your loved ones mm. making a meal you know it's just it's a joy it feels like you're sharing a little bit of love with your you know with your loved ones so I can't yeah food was for me it was always sort of the friend it was it could never be the enemy so and being in that world it sort of taught me that maintaining a, a diet any kind of diet is I don't know I saw it for myself it just didn't seem realistic for me that to to maintain so there were many people you know around me friends of mine were on diets and they were always sort of falling off these diets and starting a new diet and I just 
for me, it's about moderation. And that's what has always worked for me is sort of a little bit of what you fancy. Yeah. You talk about the, the, the love of food and, and mm. sort of sharing that love. And you also talk in the book about your daughters, Phoebe and Amber, who I think are 18 and 13. 13, that's yes. Quite a, teenagers. Oh, my gosh. Teenage, two teens. Well done. Yeah, Good luck. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> as the mother of two daughters. And yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And, you know, it's so crucial, isn't it, at that stage to, to talk to girls in particular. I mean, I know boys as well, mm-hmm. but about having a healthy relationship with food because there's just so much around of course. that makes them nervous and scared almost yes. of, of what they put into their mouths. How do you address that with your girls? What do you tell them? Well, I... I want them to have a healthy relationship with food, which they have, thank goodness. And I don't want them to be... There's so much pressure now around because of social media, because of comparing themselves and body images in a way that that wasn't there in my youth. Sure. I mean, they're very very grounded. They're good girls and... But I don't. I wouldn't ever want them to start counting calories. For, ex- for example, mm. I've never done that in the home. I refuse to be a calorie counter because I just think it's not going. Again, it's not going to lead to happiness. No, and it's been shown it doesn't work anyway. So you know, calories aren't aren't equal. So it's about having you know more of the good stuff and less of the bad. And exactly. The right so balance. and that's what I've sort of mm. taught them through example is is having a balance. You know. I don't even say the word diet in in this house, and I never have. Yeah, that's good because I don't want them to think about you know. I don't want them to want to change themselves physically. I want them to be happy in their skin, and you know. Mm. And I I might talk about sort of being healthy, as in you know, eating a balanced diet is good for you, you know. And they know all about the sort of nutritional value of foods, but they can have a treat on the weekend. It's not like you know, it's not militant, but it it's so they you know. I've always advised them to make healthy choices, and the meals I cook at home are sort of whole food but meals but pl- mostly plant-based but occasionally occasionally their dad will cook the mistake <laughs> and i i've oh, a lot of chicken a lot of chicken and fish yeah. i love chicken and fish yeah. but um yeah i don't i just believe in in sort of i would never project anything onto them that was negative when it came to, to towards sort of you know the food they eat their body image i just don't believe in that i believe yeah. that you know they they should accept themselves and not judge themselves in that way. Yeah. It's, it's really important, actually, because I think words are so powerful. And, you know, when you Absolutely. talk to psychotherapists, as you know, I do here on the mm-hmm. podcast, it can be that one comment or that one word that a parent or a friend said to you, you know, particularly in our teens, that we remember. I mean, I can remember being told stuff, you know, when I was your daughter's age, and it stays with you. Yes, same. Those things, yes. <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? We don't forget those things. I remember being around at a neighbour's house once, and she commented on my hairy arms. I had hairy arms on <gasps> my teens. They've all fallen off now. Uh, and the neighbour, a lovely, kindly neighbour, oh, haven't you got hairy arms? And honestly, from that point on, I wouldn't wear a T-shirt. I was so no. I was so paranoid about my hairy arms, which I barely, I hadn't really noticed before. And I thought, yeah. she's right. No. But now, oh. thankfully, I guess one of the things as you get older is <laughs> that disappears. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so true. And that yeah. those things stay with you, don't they? And they sort of taught you. So yeah, I'm... You know, working in the fashion industry, as I did for so many years, and sort of coming across people who, you know, unfortunately were sort of victim to all sorts of eating disorders, Mm. all that sort of thing. It made me sort of go the other way and and, and think that it just really won't lead to happiness and I can't allow that into my life or my family's life. So, yeah, my mum wouldn't have allowed it anyway. Something that you do allow in your life is gut health and and gut-friendly foods. And I think long-time listeners of the podcast here know that I'm particularly passionate about that, written books on it and all about that. Have you noticed that actively caring for your gut now Mm -hmm. has had 
a, a visible positive effect on things, you know, perhaps your skin, your hair, your mood? What's been your journey? I mean, I can't, I, I find it hard to believe that we weren't even talking about gut health, you know, as little as 10 years ago, and that we didn't really realise that how important it was to our overall well-being, to how we felt um, and looked, I suppose, because, you know, nobody wants that awful feeling of feeling bloated and sort of after food and, uh, you know, you know. So being more aware of my gut health, because for me it began back when back in the late 90s when I lived in New York and I realised that certain foods would aggravate your stomach and certain foods would soothe them. And I sort of studied nutrition over there as well and got into juicing and all sorts of juices. And just I knew that adding ginger, for example, in your juice would make your stomach sort of settle your stomach. And then, you know, while pregnant, I used to take ginger tea when you're sort of feeling a little bit queasy. Love ginger tea. Love ginger tea. And yeah. I make my own now at home. I make it sort of really put Fantastic. loads of ginger and sort of sometimes blend that ginger to make it supercharged. <laughs> so it's super strong, potent. Great. Great. This time of year it's too. It's so Very good for you, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And stops all those, yeah. What, what about your relationship viruses? with gluten? Because, you know, you talk about growing mm. up on white bread and, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of a white slice. I, I find that gluten, for me, it can make me feel quite bloated. It, yes. it makes my skin puffy. Yeah. Oh, I, really? Know, a, I've never really noticed it. A slice of white bread would, would in my skin. Interesting. No, for me, you know, white white bread would be, a, you know, real, very. I, mean, I can't even remember actually the last time oh, really? I had some white bread. Do love it though. Do love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it too. I mean, I love sourdough. Sourdough is obviously better for our guts. Yes. Um, yes, love a bit of toast definitely. and sourdough. But for me, I've never really noticed it in my skin. But maybe I, you know, maybe I. It's just something that I've been blind to. But I've no, you know, sometimes if I eat too much of it, I might feel a little bit bloated. But gluten, I've never really been gluten intolerant, yeah. fortunately. Yeah. Well, it's also individual, isn't it? It is. And I also think it can flare up at different times in your life. I mean, gluten doesn't really bother me. I can eat a bowl of pasta quite happily. Yeah. And not feel too bloated afterwards. But again, sort of about moderation. I never overeat, but I have healthy, healthy portions. And I like to eat a little yes. and often. Like grazing really works for me. I'm never far mm. from my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I love to graze uh, and nib. I don't because I've got those metabolisms that sort of demands that it's fed every hour or so. But sort of, a, but then I'll ha- I'll have three main meals, but sort of graze and nibble yeah. throughout the day. And what are your favourite snacks? What what do you have to nibble on? Favourite snacks, I suppose, sort of um, nuts, fruit. Yeah, looks so great. I don't know grapes, satsumas, pineapple, all sorts of fruit, and then occasionally like sort of a, maybe some crackers and some cottage cheese or something like that that's snack wise and a, and maybe a chocolate bar Kit yeah. Kat's always welcome <laughs> around four <laughs> around four in the school run yeah why not yeah I love chocolate I just believe yeah. you know you you have to indulge in a little bit of what you enjoy because life is too short frankly not to and as long as it doesn't have an adverse effect mm. enjoy it eat the cake I mean I, lo- I love cake I bake cakes at home for the family quite regularly brilliant what's what's your favorite what what do they love well they love Victoria Sponge good old basic but I try Ooh. and throw a few, I know the basics but um, I try I make a nice carrot cake and throw lots of sort of you know mm. carrots in there and yeah it's quite that's a little bit healthier the carrot cake but and an orange cake, lovely orange cake. Brilliant. What about gut friendly foods? I mean, are you into fermentation or, you know, kefir, kombucha, kimchi? Any of the any of the K's make it into your diet? I make my own sauerkraut sometimes. My doctor actually showed me how to do that. Uh, we were talking about gut That's health. That's very enlightened. And she's really yeah. yeah, isn't it? 
well, she's really into gut health as well. And we sort of got talking about it and she showed me how to sort of do it yourself. Put your rubber gloves on and get kneading the cabbage yeah, and so what you, you add with, with shredding it. Yeah. And yeah, shredding nice. the grating it all It's therapeutic, up. actually, isn't it? It is. And then Chopping going back to the jar and, and letting it ferment yeah. sort of day after day until it's well and truly fermented. And then I just yeah. use it like a sort of coleslaw as a side, you know, with meals. A little bit of nice. sauerkraut. But for me, yeah, I sort of, when it comes to gut health, I add lots of, as many sort of, spices and herbs that are gut friendly to to recipes so i don't know whether that's a pinch of turmeric or it's some garlic grated into you know i managed to sneak that into most things that i make and ginger and you know uh flaked almonds lots of seeds love those cinnamon cardamom yeah and toast them so lots of lovely crunching salads and i mean i I put them in everything pretty much sprinkle them onto everything so just trying to i i just kind of yeah, I try and ramp up the gut-friendly ingredients in most things that I cook because, I mean, it, I, most people don't realise, as I, you know, I didn't not so long ago, that the gut houses over sort of, what is it? Is it 90% of our happy hormones, serotonin, is producing yes. the gut? It's producing it, yeah. And our immune system and all of our that. Our immune yeah. system, it has our immune, you know, it helps our immunity. So when there's that bad bacteria, there's more bad bacteria than good there in your, in your stomach and your gut, that's when the problems occur, occur, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. What, what, what about alcohol? Where do you stand on that? I mean, I imagine that you get invited to Oh, so I love a glass of wine on the weekend. <laughs> Glitzy events. Absolutely. <laughs> do, you, do you limit it to the weekend or do you, you know, do you have any rules that you try and follow? I would tend to, yeah. Yeah, sort of weekend uh, with friends or over a nice meal or something mm. um, or a glass of champagne if, if it's a celebration but it, again it's it's all about moderation isn't it I think yeah yeah uh, you would you know too much alcohol definitely is not does not make our gut happy and also doesn't help with our sleep mm. so you know that holds it's a treat it's a weekend treat yeah nice not every weekend but. <laughs> now let's talk about movement because I can imagine that your days uh, get incredibly busy very quickly and you're probably on the move a lot do you actively schedule an exercise do you kind of book it into your diary or are you just kind of snatching little bits where you can I do try and do that I I try and sort of book in a couple of sessions when I know mm-hmm. I can't get out of it, if you like. Yeah. Because of the nature of my job and what I do, it's sort of every day is different. So it's quite tricky trying to sort of keep that spot. I'm, I just want that hour to work out if I yeah. can, because if I don't do it, then I'll miss it this week. So I do try and schedule two workout sessions, maybe three if I can, in a mm-hmm. week. But then at home, I will do sort of, whether it's I'll do and maybe an on, online yoga class myself because um, they're brilliant they're free you know, I know and it's amazing you can just isn't it do it yeah. on your yeah on your phone with your phone or your iPad yeah. in your living room yeah. you know sometimes I've got ten minutes I don't even bother rolling out the mat I just mm-hmm. get down on the floor and and try and get a little bit flexible yeah. because that really sort of for me that if I do that in the morning it just helps the whole day roll better and I often do it at night just last thing at night before I go to nice. bed and it it just sort of it helps with sleep, I think, as well. Yeah. It's quite relaxing Un- yoga. The day. Yeah, exactly. And again, it puts you in the moment. It puts me in sort of a quite a meditative state, if you like, because you are forced to be in the moment with all the yoga positions and the stretches. And so for me, it sort of relaxes me a little bit. Mm. And then I'll do maybe, I, I don't know, a little bit of skipping or a little bit of, because again, that's free. You can do it in your backyard Ooh, or wherever. It. Yeah, I love skipping. Yes. Yeah, I, I started it in lockdown, actually. Same. And I quite like it because you can count the number of jumps that you do or the number of skips yeah. and then you can, you know, track your progress. Yeah, I time myself on my phone how many can you do so well I time it by I do minutes so I do a minute on a minute off okay 
for about eight minutes. Oh, that's quite good. So I don't count them. I don't count them. I just wait for yeah, the, the but timer you're to go. At least Sixty, aren't you? <laughs> go, in yes. a minute, that's a lot. Another minute down. Yeah, but um, I, that's I, really good. I think skipping's great because it kind of gets the endorphins going, and you sort, you know, it makes you feel quite light-hearted, and you know, it makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It sort of does it. It yeah. reminds me of being a child again. Yeah. You sort of, you know, you forget to skip. Nice. We forget to be. Sometimes, you know, actually, my thirteen-year-olds just stopped skipping along by the side of me, and I just. I'm heartbroken. Oh, doesn't that make your heart just oh, sore yes. when you see your kids skip? It's that it's lightness of move. being, isn't it? I just yeah, oh, really. That's what kids bring. I love it. So skipping for me and getting on the trampoline. You know, I've got one, I've got one of those little tiny trampolines oh. that folds up against the wall. Yeah, and jumping on that as well gets the endorphins mm-hmm. going. It makes you feel good and it wakes you up more than a coffee. Or, yes. cup, or in my case, strong cup of okay. tea. First thing in the morning, yeah. sort of jumping. It really wakes you up, gets the endorphins. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a top tip I'd like to share. Either get yourself a yeah. skipping rope, because skipping get outside rope. and skip. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, and it's it's like a couple of quid, isn't it, a skipping rope? And it just, yeah. you know, you yeah, feel easy. great. And you can pack it. You can you take, can it, take anywhere. it anywhere. It's easy. You mm. can skip for five minutes. We've all got five minutes, you know, at the, either at the beginning or the end of the day. And, you know, if you think about it, it's like, Boxers, they skip, don't they, to stay fit and to keep the weight off? Yeah, they do. So, you know, it, it, it makes you fit. It does. Yeah, and it, and it makes you feel good. I mean, you're surrounded at work, you know, when, when you're filming with such extraordinary examples of athleticism, you know, with, with oh, professional absolutely. dancers. And, and actually, oh, and also yeah. even those, you know, with, with celebrities making extraordinary progress, that, that must be quite inspiring, actually, to see the fitness changes. It really is. It really is. I mean, when you work, work with people who are, I mean, they are actual athletes. Yes. You know, they're, they're incredibly accomplished dancers, but they are so super fit. Mm. You just sort of, you sort of look and think, oh, amazing. What would I give for those abs? Oh, I know. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're super fit. But, but, but then they you have see to the dedication. Be, to be at the top of the game. Yeah. Absolute yeah. dedication to fitness. Yeah. And if you're sort of dancing for eight hours a day you would be fit as well, super fit. Yes. You know, it's great. And I think a lot of the celebrities who do take part in Strictly, they really enjoy the fact that they go on that fitness journey, if you like, and they sort of feel, they get their old fitness bag and they say, I've not felt like this since I was in my uh, 20s. I feel incredible. You know, they're sort of at the top of their fitness game because, yeah, yes. it definitely, definitely, definitely helps keep you fit. Amazing, amazing. Well, on that note, we're going to take a, a very short break. We've talked about food, we've talked about fitness. When we come back, I want to talk about breathing and sleeping. So stay right there. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back. Now, as I mentioned, breathwork is one of your four wellness pillars that you're completely passionate about. We touched on it at the very beginning of the the podcast. Is this something that's new for you, kind of discovering the power of breathing? It is. You know, it's something that I realise, I mean, we all realise that in times of stress, for example, our breath gets our intake of breath gets sort of quicker and shorter. we're shorter of breath. And, you know, you, you sort of pant in fear or you, when the adrenaline kicks in in a stressful situation, for example. I don't know about you, but I notice that my breath sort of catches in my chest. Mm. And I realised that, you know, I sort, I sort of started looking into it and reading up on it, breath, because I realised that I was not breathing from my stomach as you're supposed to breathe. Instead, I was breathing from my chest which meant that I wasn't expanding my rib cage enough and I wasn't taking enough oxygen per breath, if you like. Because all of my... This, is, this sounds really ridiculous, I know, but for I think most of my adult life, I have probably been subconsciously guilty of holding my stomach in. And it sounds ridiculous, but I worked in the world of fashion. Sure. And I worked in... The, you know, and yeah. whatever you may... Be, you might be on a red carpet wearing a very tight floor-length dress. And you suddenly think, oh, best breathe in. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to show you today's toast um, and you you know subconsciously you do that you know I yes. think we're all sort of guilty of breathing at certain times maybe when someone's pointing a camera lens at us or whatever it, taking a picture of us we breathe in mm. I don't know it seems sort of subconscious and um and I, but I realized I was breathing not from my stomach so I met a breath I wanted to look into it more and I met a wonderful breath expert Rebecca Dennis and she has written lots of books about breathing and she's just incredible she she runs breath workshops I went on one and she told me you know she took one look at me and said you're breathing too shallowly it's really not healthy because you're not getting enough oxygen around your body into your blood and that you know that nurtures your cells in your body it's it affect your breath affects everything yes and so she sort of gave me a few exercises to do and showed me how to breathe more effectively and it's just fascinating really and and she she also told me how you can sort of calm your entire system down just by breathing properly and how your breathing can help you 
your breathing can sort of help you physically be more proactive if you like the way you take in oxygen can help you athletically whether you're on an exercise bike you might be running on a, on a jogging machine or you might just be walking up the stairs taking deep breaths nurtures the cells in our body it helps us be more athletic but it also taught you know she taught me that it, it really helps with sleeping with putting yourself in a more sort of it helps with stress it helps with putting making yourself more mindful just by the simple act of concentrating on your breath and for me, that was a, you know, it was an eye opener and a game changer, really. And I read into the subject quite a lot. And I was, it, it's fascinating. For example, nose breathing is a lot more beneficial for us than mouth breathing. Obviously, that when we breathe through the nose, you know, the nostrils filter the air that we breathe. And it's better for us than just breathing through the mouth. But when we sleep, for example, and we breathe through our mouths, that's when we snore. If we breathe through our mouths, say we've got a cold and we've got a blocked nose and we just breathe through our mouths all night, we wake up the next day, not only have we got a dry mouth, but we sort of, our skin feels dehydrated and dry, doesn't it, when we've got a yes. cold? Yeah. And so breathing through the nose is, it, it was for me, it was a real eye-opener about how much more beneficial it is, nasal breathing than mouth breathing. Um. So I've been sort of, it's a simple thing. And, you know, when you're asleep, you don't know what you do. You know, of course, your mouth might open, you might breathe through your mouth, your partner might snore and you might interrupt your sleep. But breathing through the mouth is something you really want to avoid while you sleep. And actually, I got into, after doing some more research about it, about sort of how much more beneficial nasal breathing is while we sleep. It's better for your skin. It leaves your skin less dehydrated, which means you wake up with much more glowing skin if you like that's not sort of moist dehydrated from the moisture loss through the breathing through the mouth so i experimented this is this sounds a bit weird i don't know if you've heard anything about this with the whole have you heard about taping of the mouth while yes. you sleep yeah, yeah i, I had james with... nestor on the podcast and he's a massive yes proponent of, of mouth taping do you tape your mouth at night do i you loved sleep his book it? yeah it's brilliant it was, i read his book and absolutely loved it and thought it was just fascinating and he did a whole sort of was it a 15 day exercise with a with a colleague whereby they only breathe through their mouths? They taped up their nostrils and, breath, oh, wow. and, and, and only breathe through their mouths for sort of two weeks, James Nestor and a colleague of his. And it was fascinating how they, they said their health just completely declined. They felt terrible. They looked terrible. Their complexion was pallid. It was Isn't that skin was dehydrated and dry. Yeah. And it had a real sort of adverse effect on how they felt, mm. just solely breathing through the mouth. And they did that as an experiment. And so he's, so I, I got myself some micropore tape from the pharmacy, mm. and I tried it. You know, putting a, like an inch or so over your or over your lips at night. You can just do it in the middle of your lips, so you don't feel sort of, you know, I don't know, a bit strange and claustrophobic. You can just in the mm. middle, so you, the edges of your mouth are still open if you like. But it does stop you breathing through your mouth in the night. And First of all, I did it for sort of 10 minutes and a night and had to take it off. I was like, this is just too weird. And then I tried it for a little bit longer the second night. And then I managed, about the fourth night, I did manage to do it through the night. Really? And then you woke up with the tape still on the mouth? Yeah. Micropore tape will stick Amazing. to you. Uh, and it will stay in place. And it, and you know what? It was, it's great because... I don't know if you have those days when you wake up and you just think, oh, my eyes are really baggy today mm -hmm. and my skin does look a little bit pouchy and whatever it may be. You know, I felt better for it through solely nasal breathing. And of course, I don't do it every night because I'm not that disciplined. And it's a bit of a passion killer. Yeah, exactly. Kiss mm. me, darling. <laughs> I'm covered in micropore tape. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I keep it by the bed and I try and sort of do it like, you know, yeah. 
occasionally because it, it I think it does help. I think it's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. You've been talking about daytime. You've been presenting live television for decades, Mm. you know, and that is quite nerve wracking. Mm. How do you feel when you're about to go live? You know, is it nerves? Is it excitement? And and do you find that the benefits of conscious breathing, you know, help you to find a bit of calm? Absolutely. Completely. Mm. I really do. Because that puts me in the moment because all around when you work in sort of live television, all around you is chaos yes. not chaos it's organized yeah, chaos. Super busy. but it's incredibly mm. busy everyone has their role to do there, there is no stillness and you need to sort of find your stillness and root yourself like you know before you go live and speak to millions of people and for me I'm genuinely excited because I absolutely love live television I love the adrenaline yeah, <laughs> you know it feels like you're on a roller coaster mm. and you've got to ride you're just sort of riding it and driving it and it feels for me, I love that the thrill of that challenge, that anything can happen and that it's absolutely authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not contrived in any way. You're not, you can't, you know, you can't contrive the truth. This is happening in real time. Whereas, you know, pre-recorded television, you might do another take if, you know, the, the sound man might drop a microphone, a plane might go overhead and you've got to do another take. And then you don't get the same... You don't. It's never the same twice yeah. a conversation or a, you sure, know. The energy so is I different. I love live television. Yeah, yeah. The energy is different, and I love that energy. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's what it is. That energy and adrenaline of live television. So I do genuinely enjoy it, and I've learned to sort of box my nerves in a way. I've sort of learned to sort of put, mentally put them in a box, if you, mm-hmm. like, just and put the lid on, and so they don't affect me and they don't take over my train of thought because I've got a lot to think about before we go live. And so I've got the, you know, I'm being talked to in my ear by a gallery of people. (laughs) And so there's lots to think about. Um, You're looking at your script, you're sort of, yeah. So I find that for me, I can centre myself. If if I just take a moment and I just sort of, and I do focus on the breathing just before we go live. And as I'm walking to the studio floor, and for me, it's sort of, it just helps calm the entire system and it makes you feel in control. So that you are, you're controlling the adrenaline. Well, the, the next time I tune in, I shall watch you very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> so she's breathing through her stomach, she's breathing through her nose. Oh, what's she thinking? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'd probably be really guilty of breathing uh, from of shallow chest breathing at that point. Because when you get excited, you do tend to. But obviously that intensity and that excitement and that adrenaline rush, and you obviously have very late nights as well, you know, some weekends. How do you wind down from that? Because coming down and you talk about the priority of sleep that that has yeah. to have. What's your kind of routine for getting rid of all that energy and excitement that must be in your system? It's true because I come home and, I, and the adrenaline is still sort of racing through my body. I can I can feel it, and you know we get home quite. I often get home quite late from filming, so it ta- it does take a while to sort of let that calm out out of your system, if you like. And it takes me, yeah, it does take me a while. Um, sometimes I'll have a, like a chamomile tea that helps sort of mm-hmm. calm me down a little bit. And then, but I'll put like two tea bags in for supercharged, <laughs> supercharged chamomile yeah, power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, and then I'll read or I'll sort of try and do, I'll read a good book or something because I can't, I can't go to bed for a, a couple of hours when I get home because the adrenaline just won't allow it to happen. It's sort of got to be gently seep away and then I go to bed. I'm one of those people who sort of, I'm naturally go to bed quite late and it's naughty because whenever I go to bed before 11 o'clock, I feel so much better. I know, the next it's morning. hard. And, but I don't learn, yeah. you know, I'm sort of, there's always too yeah, much to do, I isn't know, there? I know, <laughs> and you want to, to sort of use that time. Yeah, especially, you know, when the email is quiet and, yeah. So you're naturally a night owl, would you say? I am, I am, but I also sort of tend to get up quite early as well. I mean, I have to with school-age kids. <laughs> 
because they're up very early. Uh, and I like to get up before everybody else gets up in the house because I just love that. I love the calm before the storm, before the race to get to school, get to work starts. Yes. So I like that kind of quiet time, five minutes with a nice strong cup of builder's tea for me. That starts my day beautifully. And then <laughs> Tea yeah. is obviously a feature. I can see it's it a thread is. running through it's, your day. <laughs> yeah, it's in our veins. Do love a nice cup of tea. Yes. Thinking about the family, does Vernon, your other half, your husband, mm-hmm. is he joining you on healthy endeavours? You know, you talked about mouth taping and gut mm-hmm. health. And, you know, is he kind of alongside you all of this or is he kind of, oh, my goodness. Well, he travels quite a lot, which is quite he- which is quite handy when it comes to mouth taping. Yeah. <laughs> I reach for the micropore when he's in a different time zone. But he's actually, no, he's really into sort of healthy eating. Like he gets, sometimes he'll say, oh, there's a lot of chocolate, you know, you, there's a lot of chocolate. Mm chocolate in this shop mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll say and yes there's broccoli too yeah lots of broccoli balance and lots of ginger and lovely vegetables um so yeah because that is my that is my shop quite frankly I have lots of treats but my the, I'd say it was like sort of 95% healthy whole foods eating the rainbow but 5% treats because that's how I I just need to that's that's how I do it, how I balance it. That's how I moderate my diet, if you like. Yeah, love it. <laughs> With lots of treats. But yeah, he's quite healthy and he, he sort of cooks quite a bit as well. But it, yeah, it tends to be sort of the more basic broccoli and, Man food. and meat. Mm-hmm. Man food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, he does. <laughs> but yeah, he's quite into it. Aside from your four pillars that you're keeping you healthy with, are there any kind of other biohacks or, or new bits from the wellness world that you're you're trying out? I mean, for me, I absolutely love cold water swimming and cold showers. Do you? No, I can't get into that. I'm sorry. I do. I want to be able to get into it. Not even a cold shower? I can't. I'm such a wimp. I can't bear anything cold. Turn it down at the end. I really can't. <laughs> Not even 60 seconds at the end. Have a nice hot shower and then a quick glass. I keep thinking no? I'll dip my toe in. I mean, literally just my toe. But I, mean, I can't do it. Yeah, you would think I would be able to, having grown up in sturdy northern stock. But um, I'm a bit of a wimp. I wish I really want to do it because I keep, you know, I keep hearing the benefits of it. Gabby Logan's a great friend of mine and she took part in that. on the TV show with Wim Hof and she the whole ice bath thing I mean Gabby's a she's super fit she's a former Olympic gymnast she's she is the most athletic person I know but she just so she she, she just loved it she said it was a real game changer so I would like to get into that but no afraid Mm. not I mean uh, okay Perhaps a hot sauna instead. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just about sort of, I don't know, I like brisk dog walks. I like getting the kids outside. I, it's like small mm. sort of daily habits for me that, I don't know, collectively, they make they, they, they make me feel better about my day. They make me feel like I've made healthier choices. It's like, you know, taking the stairs instead of taking the lift, all that sort of thing. It's some sort of small life hacks for me that collectively make a difference. Well, congratulations on your book, because I think you're going to help a lot of people make a difference. It's very accessible. And the things that you talk about are achievable, delicious recipes, you know, lovely ideas that we can all take away and things that we can do, things that are, for the most part, you know, free and very easy, you know, like your breath work, your sleep, your moving. That's what I really wanted to do, because... I really wanted to sort of share the practical I don't know, ideas of well-being that I use. That are they are so mm-hmm. accessible, and they are actionable, and it's like a little kind of operating manual that I use, if I like, for my life. That that I feel really is it benefits my life and it helps m- me cope with all those different hats I have to wear in my life, as we all do. You know, we've all got such busy lives now. And I sort of feel that, you know, making it's all about making those great choices that fit in with your lifestyle, 
that are accessible to all of us, you know. We have all got, well, most of us have got a sort of smartphone and we can do a 10-minute stretch just so that we feel a bit more flexible when we're running upstairs or we're getting out of bed. And we can do that sort of online stretch or that yoga class, whatever it may be, and, mm. and, and we will feel better for it. You know, we generally, and it's just those little things that we can do, those little choices that we make that I think collectively do make a difference to our well-being, how we feel. Brilliant. You know, and I think that, that a lot of them are just simple, straightforward hacks that sort of work for me. They've worked for me. So I think, you know, it's nice, it's great to share them because it's accessible for all of us. And we deserve that because we, I think as women, we often put ourselves last. It's true. You know, we are sort of great caregivers, nurturing everybody in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we're always last on the list because we're too busy sort of yeah. being busy. And so I think, you know, in order that we can stay busy... And we can keep doing and looking after everything we need to do in our lives and everybody we need to look after in our lives. Then we need we need to look after ourselves a little bit because otherwise we we could, you know, life is so busy now that we could face burnout if we don't. And I think it's just important that even if you take five minutes a day for yourself in the morning, maybe it is with that cup of tea and maybe you're just sitting there looking into your cup of tea five minutes before everyone else gets up. You're thinking about the day ahead and you're just thinking also for a few moments about... And breathe, just breathe in when it all feels a little bit overwhelming and there's a little too much on the to-do list and you think, how am I going to achieve it? Just breathe in, count five breaths in and breathe out. And honestly, it just feels more achievable. That's it. it, it it's really worked for me. Fantastic. Tess, thank you so much for your time and for giving us a little glimpse into your life today. Well done with the book and massive continued success. It's been a lovely chat. Love to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, so enjoyed that chat with Tess. I have to say, I'd never thought about doing a double chamomile tea bag. Well, of course, if you want to try examples of delicious gut-friendly meals or perhaps some exercises to try at home, do head to lizardwellbeing.com. You can find lots of articles on eating well and moving even more on there. And if you want wellness hacks loading straight into your inbox every Friday, you can sign up for the free weekly email newsletter while you are at it. Well, I'll be back next week as always. But in the meantime, I always love to carry on these conversations on social media. Instagram is my main preferred platform of choice and you can find me there at Lizelle Me and the team of course at Lizelle Wellbeing. Until the next time we chat, go well, don't forget to breathe. Bye-bye. The Lizelle Wellbeing Show is presented by me, Lizelle, and is produced by Anushka Tate for Fresh Air Production with additional production support from Ellie Smith. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.